Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. You should celebrate yourself every day. But some days, you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. G'day there and welcome to the Rugby Pass podcast. This is the Short Ball with Scotty and Mills. It is the 26th of October. October already, Millsy. Sucks. Must be exam time for you. And a big examination for four teams this weekend in the Mitre 10 Cup Finals, the Premiership Final between Canterbury and Tasman, and the Championship Final between Wellington and Bay of Plenty. Lots to get through on the podcast today, so let's get straight into our mahi with Wellington coach Chris Gibbs. It is a big hello to you, Gibbsy. Gentlemen, how are we? Well, we're good, mate. Uh, no pressure on you this weekend, though, surely? <laughs> well, mate, from a coaching perspective, the work's done. Uh, we've prepared early in the week as best we can, and now it's really up to the, the 23 boys out there. So as far as being relaxed is concerned, I'm actually not too bad. Well, you're always relaxed, though. You're preternaturally built that way. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know what, I don't know what you're like in a halftime team talk. I've never experienced that, Gibbo, but uh, you're pretty relaxed just, every, <laughs> everywhere else. Just ask Mills, mate. He'll give you the <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Gibbo, no, hey, what have you guys focused on? I've noticed over the last few weeks, you know, the, the speed of the, the ruck ball that you guys have been in, in particularly, you know, cleaning out rucks to make sure that ball's really, really fast. Has that been, has that been a focus over, you know, over the whole year or is it just something that's come about in the last, you know, possible you know, month or so? No, it's been a focus, um, you know, all year. I mean, the key thing for us is that our tech um, plan um, is built around the quality of our ball, quality of our carries um, to provide quick ball and offload opportunities to keep the ball moving. So that's kind of what we've been, that's, you know, that's a pretty key ingredient for us. And again, you'll see over, you would have seen over the last couple of games, Northland really working hard to slow our ruck down. Mm. Um, but and then again, it's just a matter of dealing with that and then understanding how we, how do we generate um, or regenerate that ball from slow to quick again. And that's a lot of it comes back to the basics of, you know, hard carries and, and trying to create that quick ruck ball again. Gibbo, you know Mills pretty well. What's most surprising for you, the fact that he's actually hosting a podcast or that he asked a question about the ruck? <laughs> mate, fair, fair play to Mills, mate. He was never one that shirked the ruck. He was always the beaver of beaver and Kahui on the other end. They, they went to, mate, uh, there you go, there you go, mate. there you go. Hey? You can't throw down on two defenceless boys like Kahui and Donald on this podcast, hey, Gibbo. Come on. Hey, mate, I want to take you back to the beginning of the year when you, when you yeah. knew you were getting this job and you came into the environment. What were the things that you immediately saw that you thought needed the Chris Gibbs touch? Um, I think just consistency around standards and expectation of what um, it means to be 
not only, I guess, um, in a high-performance team, but, you know, in a proud province like Wellington, um, you know, there was a few little things that I thought we could have definitely stepped up in. And then again, it's just the little things that I think are important, you know, punctuality, all of that sort of stuff, you know, cutting corners, all, all those sort of, eliminate that, so those sort of uh, things that you can lean on as excuses um, and you sort of get there. Uh, yeah, I think the other thing for me is, is that I, I'm a big believer in um, contribution within the whole team and, you know, that whole collaboration, we're all in this together and um, I think, you know, and I'm, again, it's, uh, there's no disrespect to the to, to the to Earl and to Wally, you know, guys that have gone before me because they've actually done a lot of really good work in that space. But that was one of the things that I saw, right, well, I think from a team perspective, we can get a lot tighter here. Gibbo, you talk about contribution, you know, your back three, you know, you got obviously Trent and, and Lamb out wide, but the the guy that's that's impressed over the last couple of weeks is, you know, Julian, you know, Julian Savi. How do you keep... A guy like that, you know, how do you keep him motivated considering, you know, yes, he has missed out on the black jersey, you know, a jersey that's been his for a number of years. How do you keep a guy like that, um, you know, motivated? Because he's in sensational form and, and some of the, uh, well, his contributions, particularly on the field, has been amazing. So how, how, how difficult is it to, to bring a guy back like that, you know, give him the captaincy and, and also make sure that, um, you know, he's still, you know, contributing and also, you know, well aware of what the team dynamics are? Mate, it, it, to be fair to him, and this is this is what people don't see about Julian Savier, this guy came back and, and after getting a pretty big kick in the ass from getting dropped out of the All Blacks, which, you know, for any human being that would be tough. This guy's come straight back in, mate. He's he's got on the phone, taken initiative. Him and I have talked. He's told me straight away he wants to be here and wants to play for Wellington. And the key thing for me is is that we you could look at it two ways. Well, here's a guy that we could dump a whole lot of leadership on and get him to sort of drive some stuff. But actually, we went the other way with Jules and just said, look, come in, mate, and just come and enjoy this team. This is this is Wellington. This is where you're from. This is your home. And these, you know, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for you to really compete um, and, and, and actually show people what you as a person are about and, and what this province means to you. And, mate, fair play to him. He has stepped up. And you talk about contribution on the field. He has been he has been massive off the field for us. Yeah. Like, you know, the way he goes about his skill work, the way he goes about, um, you know, he, just yesterday he's talking in front of the group and asking questions and you know, coaching was bloody awesome to see. So, a lot of this is is comes down to what he believes in and what he wants, and he's really enjoying himself, mate. And uh, you know, he's focused one hundred percent on this team, and that's that's all I can ask. He's he's been awesome. One of the other features of your selections this year, Gibbo, is you've managed to blend those young guys coming through the likes of Alex Fido and Asafo Almua, uh, who's obviously uh, not available to you this weekend, but for all the right reasons. Uh, but you've also gone out there and you've really sought great talent out of the club system in Wellington. Uh, I know he's uh, been benched for this game, but Ngalu Taufale has been outstanding for you this year. Matiaki Kafatolu, who will start at open side for you. Uh, will yep. Mangos, who's come through this year and, and, and shown that he can compete at this level. In fact, gets to start at lock. Was that important to you to make sure that you were rewarding guys who were putting in the hard yards and club rugby in Wellington? 100%. Because this, uh, this team is Wellington. This team represents everybody that plays the game in Wellington. It's not super team. Um, and it's certainly, and this is what I said to the players, this is not a, this is not a, 
uh, a thing you have to do on your way to Super Rugby. This team has got massive significance in terms of your career, in terms of others that are coming after you, and how and how. And so those things are important. Um, you know, and I think if you if you just look at the if you look at the club rugby window down here, um, and you look at the talent that we've got. It's just making sure that we can, you know, we can open those pathways. We can open the door for guys to take opportunities. And, um, you know, and again, it's a credit to the club coaches here. And, you know, like they've, they've been in, they've, they've, you know, they've been open with me and they've talked and they've, you know, we've tried to work in collaboration again, um, which I'm sure will get better even next year. Um, and again, these players have been given an opportunity. Some have had to have... You know, some have had to have a little a wee boot along the way um, just to get them up, but they've done it and they've come through. And you talk about the likes of Will Mangos, Regan Varney, guys like that, you know, um, have really stepped into the fray. And it's, again, you just give people opportunities and they just keep, you know, constantly keep surprising you. So it's, it's really good. Gibbo, all right, what's it going to take, mate? Bad plenty. They've come off a big high. You've, you've seen it in the premiership where... You know, not many yep. people expected uh, Tasman to get over Taranaki. Um, you yep. guys have been you know, the out-and-out favourites for the whole year. So, yep. you know, yep. what's it going to take to to win the championship, mate? Mate, I think that, you know, and again, having been in this position before and, and lost a couple of finals, I think the key thing for us is just to keep it simple and not overanalyze it and understand the enemy but actually understand what we makes what makes us tick even more and just pay attention to those things that have helped us get to where we are mm. i think you know we talk about you know it's the final and and there's expectation because wellington hasn't won and they've lost and all that well actually our players don't own any of that nice. they aren't nice. responsible for what's happened in the past they're responsible for what happens in the here and the now we're 80 minutes away from 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 achieving a goal that we set out as a group and, and to do at the start of the year. So, mate, it's all about keeping everyone nice and relaxed, focused uh, focused on their job at hand, uh, and then just go and play and just do what's good. And look, at the end of the day, it is a, it is sport and it is a game of rugby, and, you know, they're coming down the road and they're going to want to compete. So, yeah. you know, we're going to have to be good because they'll be good, and we'll just see who comes out on the top. Gibbo, Melzi touched on the back three for you guys a little bit earlier in this conversation. I just want to touch on one selection and probably one that surprised a few people, and that's Will Mangos coming into uh, the right lock position and, and James Blackwell yep. going to six. I know you're yep. up against a very competitive line-out with uh, Kipper Muir and, and Tom Franklin locking for Clayton McMillan's boys. What was the thinking behind making those switches in your second and, and back rows? So I think that's the first and foremost, um, it's to understand that every time that Will Mangos has come onto the field either as a substitution or in a starting position, he's added big value to our team. And his numbers reflect that. Mm. Um, and I think if you look at, you know, he's a young, fresh um, athlete and, and he's got a lot of, you know, a lot of explosive power. And that's kind of what I'm after. The second part of that is the, is the dynamic of our pack. So my thinking is, is around we're losing, we're losing a Safo and a dynamic ball carrier like that, then I need a little bit more, um, I guess, grunt in that, back, in that back row, in that back five. So that's the thinking behind that. Mm. Um, and again, Blackie's played, he started the Canterbury game for us at six and did well mm. until, he, until he hurt his shoulder. Um, and, you know, I'm confident um, that that's the, that dynamic will work for us. 
All right. tomorrow night. Oh, that's great, Gibbo. Hey, thanks for that, mate, for your candour and, and your honesty and being up front, and we really appreciate your time on the short ball. Mate, looking forward to seeing you go around tomorrow night. Good luck for the last game of the year, buddy. Good on you. Thanks, fellas. Cheers, mate. Thanks, mate. Chris Gibbs, coach of the Wellington Lions, as they aim up on that elusive final victory. Uh, look, this is the season, isn't it, Millsy? We, we talked about... Uh, well, we've talked about Asafo Amur all year and what he's added, mm-hmm. and I know he's gone with the All Blacks, but uh, Alex Fidel's not far behind. Sam Lousy can be very mm-hmm. destructive, especially on that choke tackle. He'll need to be because yeah. those ball runners are going to come out this Wellington side. And they've got a back line that has settled down. Sheridan Rangihuna took his opportunity in the semi final. He's been picked again at halfback. Jackson Garden Bashup, their player of the year, and Julian Savir, Ben Lamb, Trent Renata, as you spoke about. Renata's an interesting call for me. You're, you've got big raps on Trent Renata and his experience mm-hmm. in that back three. Yeah, I just like how he, he compliments both wingers. You know, you've got Lamb, who's possibly is actually similar to Julian Savier. You know, he's very creative. He can, you know, um, get you over the gain line. They used both wingers last week to get them over the gain line. And I just think Trent, you know, it gives them that settled back line, you know, the, the, the ability to have a look around and say, oh, okay, well, it's not quite on to run or it's not quite on to pass. Well, let's bang it down there. You know, Julian and, and, and also Lamb can, 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 can kick. Probably not as effective as, as Trent, so I just think he just makes it. He just balances it up really nicely. So, and perhaps his his experience, and particularly at this level, um, has helped him. So I, I just think he's key. Um, he, he probably doesn't sort of shine out as much as on, on attack as the other two, but I think you know having a balance like that just just makes things work really really good. And, and he's I, I think the key. That's because his lungs are hanging out half the time. He's had more clubs than Arnold Palmer, this kid. (laughs) Trent Renner has been around for about 600 years, I reckon. He's he's like a fossil, but he's had a great season. You're quite right about Trent. I think that experience is going to count, and which brings me to my next matchup in this game, and that is Mike Delaney, who we've spoken about on the pod this year, uh, up against Jackson Garden-Bashop. I've been thrilled to see the rise of Garden-Bashop at this level. I, I thought it was a tough ask for him to go to the Rebels, guide that team around for an entire year of Super Rugby. In fact, I feared that that would do him more harm than good. But being back in the provincial scene in New Zealand at a level where he is more than competitive and with a team that is more than competitive, he looks 100% the goods. Yeah, well, I think that experience that he had over there, I mean, it was tough going. And he needed to go to, you know, dark places. He needed to be able to, like, I don't know a better way to put this, but actually get, you know, go backwards and actually learn about himself, learn about what he needs to do to get his team out of trouble. And now he comes back with all that experience, be it, you know, not so great, but come back to that, you know, and know in the back of his mind, well, that's what it's like to go backwards. That's what it's like to tackle all the time. That's what it's like to... Mm. Um, and so he, he he's experienced that. Now he's in a position where he's going forward and he makes good decisions. He's He takes care of the ball. He knows how to work his, um, you know, his, his forwards around so that they are protective of the ball. And yep. sometimes you need a little bit. And, and it's testament to him to go away and, 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 and have that experience, but to come back and then apply it and, and actually play really well and... Player of the year, and and you know he had a quiet game. I thought last week in terms of his attacking, but I think you know this week you know he really needs to step up because he's got someone on the other side that's you know got plenty of experience. You know, two years ago I watched the championship final, Wellington playing Hawks Bay, where they got beaten the last minute of the game. Mm. On that occasion, Mason Emerson took the opportunity on the outside, scored the winning try for Hawks Bay. High West converted. There's been some genuine heartbreak for this Wellington team, yeah. and the problem they face here is if. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. 
In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. They don't win this game. The mm. season doesn't matter. Mm. They are back where they started at the beginning of the year because that is, it's a zero-sum bet, the championship. Either you win the whole thing and get, get promoted mm. Or you win nothing. Yeah. You're just where you started last year. It's, I, I think it's tougher than the Premiership, yeah. majorly, because of what's riding on this. Yeah, it is. And you're absolutely right. I mean, if you lose... <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you've got, you lost one game all year, but if you lose this final, what does it matter? Yeah, you don't get, no? you don't, you don't get anything. You're just as good as the bottom team who right? was, was Southland. So, <laughs> exactly. But I like what Chris Gibbs said. You know, I like the fact... I know they've, they've um, and perhaps they've been tagged, uh, you know, they've always lost to the big times, but I like what he's come out and said, you know. They don't own all that. You know, mm. It's their time now to be able to go and, and, and make their own history. They don't have that baggage on them, which is which is great. And to hear a coach say something like that and to actually feed it to his players is what they actually need. I actually like some of the other things he's mentioned. Mangos coming into it and being honest about it. A lot of coaches will shy away from the fact well why have you picked him well I don't want to give too much mm. tactics away he's come out and said well I need more oomph because well, he's, got, he's got nothing to hide I mean Clayton McMillan's a smart coach he's going to coach the Māori All Blacks Gibbo's been around for years yep. I mean he coached you for goodness sake I mean he's been around a long time <laughs> hey 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 they, hey do you heard what he said about cleaning rucks mate <laughs> yeah, you heard that, that. Hey? are you going to dine out on that for uh, years absolutely look he is he is very upfront I think that's been a real uh, benefit and a real boost for Wellington this year to have a guy like that look all jokes aside what was he like as a coach what were his strengths and how tough is he because I spoke with Matty Proctor last weekend before the Northland game and he said you know he don't muck around no if uh, if you're not living up to standards he'll he'll tell you yeah and, and that's what he's said I mean you asked him about you know what what are the things he he, he wanted and it's to come in and change the little, the little things and you talk about punctuality you talk about standards I mean one little slip it may not seem much but at the end of the day, if there's heaps of them, then it affects the whole team. And so that's, that's the sort of stuff he doesn't shy away from. You know, you're either, you know, on board or you get out of there. And he's created a culture where guys um, believe in it. He's hard. You know, you, um, you ask him about what, what it's like at, at halftime. You know, he'll, he'll let some bloody air off if, uh, if he feels you're not, you know, um, you know, going right. But those little things, if they start to creep in, and, and I've, I've heard whispers over the past that that's sort of what happens a little bit in the in the Wellington area in particular, and you know, same as Chris Boyd, they've come in and they've changed that whole culture. And when you believe in a culture and live, you know, up to the expectations of that culture, well, you know, that takes care of everything else on the field. Yep, I agree. And I also like to say that the fact you said this is not a pathway to Super Rugby. This is it. Yeah. When you're playing for this team, that's what you're well, playing how for. How good is that for guys in club rugby to hear? You yeah, know? it's a hundred percent. It's so good to hear that. And also having a tough coach at this level is actually better preparation for you to get to Super Rugby. Yeah where the demands on you are greater, the, the, the professional demands on you are greater. Yeah. Uh, to have a guy like that here, that's the best kind of preparation. Forget what's going on on the field and on the grass in terms of your training sessions. Yeah. 
But having a guy like that who's going to set real tough standards for you, that can only benefit you in the long term. Oh, absolutely. And sometimes when you come out of high school, you don't actually know you know, what the demands are, you know, you're expected to, you know, whether you're expected to tie your own shoelaces, well, this guy here is going to tell you, tie your own shoelaces, or you clean your boots, or you go clean your damn boots, you know, before you get to super rugby level, because once you get to super rugby level, all those um, do's and don'ts, they're given. You know, if you don't do this, you don't do that, well, you're gone, mate. And so here's a guy who cares enough to say, well, here's how it is, and I'm going to be straight up about it, because if you want to get to the top level, um, these are the things you can, can and can't do. Last up between these two teams during the regular season, Wellington won comfortably. Mm. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a landslide, but but comfortably. Uh, look, they lead by a plenty in most of the key stats. They're the top tackling team in the competition. They score the most tries in the competition, which to me says they're doing it both ends of the field, which is crucial uh, for any team. But Bay of Plenty, you know, they won't go away. They've got Hugh Blake, Mitch Carpick um, on the sides, so they will hunt all day long. Yep. Hugh Blake, top tackler Blake, in the competition. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Wellington are going to have it all their own way, but let's give us uh, your thoughts, mate, on on who you think takes this and why. Well, um, after watching, you know, um, last week's game when we called, you know, Wellington versus Northland, I actually thought the Northland side put a lot of heat on them, particularly early. I mean, we knew it was going to happen, but it's been able to absorb that, you know. You know, I wanted to see whether Wellington could absorb it, come back out in the, in the second half and actually you know, keep going on, on and, and keep sticking to their game plan and also open up. And they did that. And that's what was really impressive uh, about their, their game. I thought, you know, the fact that they've absorbed it, their fitness levels are massive, they've got strike power. Um, and, and so that to me, you know, and there's no disrespect to, to the Bay of Plenty side. I just think Wellington have a lot more firepower than and, and resilience than perhaps... Bay of Plenty do? You can't argue with that. I mean, the results say that all year long, don't they? So, um, yeah, I think it's Wellington's to lose. So those are famous last words. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, interesting stat on this game too. Uh, the last time Wellington won an NPC title was 2000. Last time Bay of Plenty won an NPC title was 2000. Oh, wow. So there you go. Far out. There you go. Let's move, uh, let's move on here on the shortboard with Millsy and Scotty today. Let's talk about the, ch- uh, the premiership final, should I say. Canterbury in a final. Who would have thought? Um, they were pretty good against Harbour I, th- I think they just did what they needed to yep. do uh, likely Richie Moanga will come back into the side this week I think after being out last week due to his uh, very short all black commitments uh, nothing like holding a tackle bag for a week to take you out of a semi-final but they're up against a Tasman team that I think had the toughest win of all in the semis that, that Tasman win over Taranaki was something else I mean the game was amazing Mm-hmm. But the fact that the Marco just don't go away and still manage to win that game and have set up a repeat of last year's final, man, that is a confidence booster for the Marco. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and, and to be totally honest, I didn't watch the game because I just thought there was only one result that was oh, going to happen. All did. We thought Taranaki were home and home. A- absolutely. And it wasn't until I flicked over at the end and I was thinking, far out, you know, here's the big upset. This is the Tasman that we know, well, you know, they, they started off slow, mm. but they have got some exceptional players and, and they're guided by someone, you know, who's fairly young, but it's got a bit of a you know, super rugby experience. He's played um, very well over the season. And they just, tough rugby, tough, tough rugby. And as you say, they won the hardest semi-final of, of the whole sort of weekend. Canterbury have never lost a final in the Cup era. And this is their ninth appearance um, and third in succession in the finals. Uh, the last one they missed was when Tasman played Taranaki in that final at Yarrow Stadium. Uh, it's an amazing finals record. Uh, but... You know, there's got to be a caveat on Canterbury here mm-hmm. because since that toweling up at the hands of Wellington, 
they haven't looked the same. I think there's a bit of swagger missing in this Canterbury side, yeah. and Tasman will know that. Mm. And there's nothing a Tasman side likes more than beating Canterbury, especially on their home deck. It doesn't happen often, but it has happened. Well, it doesn't, but you only have to look at the guys that are coaching this, this, you know, this Tasman right. team. You know, you've got two ex-Crusaders, two ex-Cantabrians, so they know what it takes to you know, be in... Well, mm. well, they're part of the other side. Of so, But you're right. Um, and I think they, they would have seen enough, and, that, you know... Canterbury's form hasn't been the same since they lost to Wellington. Mm-hmm. They would have seen enough to know, okay, and they're two smart men mm-hmm. to say, well, and also Goody, who's um, who's assistant coach as well, they're very smart men. They would know, okay, these are the, the, the things that we need to work on um, to try and, make, and, and, well, in order for us to win. And and so it's going to be a big one, mate. I, I'm, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this final. First game I called all season was Canterbury-Tasman. It was uh, round one. Yep. And they dusted them. 39 nil on that occasion, Canterbury, which was to me a sign that things were uh, not going to recover for Tasman. They have come back from 39 nil in their first game, then they lost their second to Manawatu, mm. and they're now in a final. Uh, how quickly this competition can change over 10 weeks. I, James Lowe's last game, I think, you know, they are going to play for J-Lo. Yep. He has been a great servant of this game. He's given us all for Tasman. He always does. Always has. Alex Ainley can't have many more seasons left in him. Yep. T.E. Polo coming back this year as a foundation member of the Markle and now still playing. Yep. Uh, Andrew Makaleo, I, I think, will get the start with T.E. Uh, possibly on the bench, but I could be wrong. I'd love to see T.E. start this game. Mm. Uh, Andrew Makaleo, of course, cramped up in the last outing because he played his socks off. But um, I, I don't know where I can point pinpoint uh, a real... Uh, sense here with Tasman that they have an advantage in any one area of the game. And, yeah. and that's that's the only thing I look at this game. So where do they have the edge against Canterbury? Well, I think naming those players, you know, I think there's a lot of experience there and in different positions. And if you think of Tasman, yeah, okay, you look at the, the, the talent that we've got out, out the back, you know, with uh, Jordan, uh, Will Jordan and co. And then you look at the, the Canterbury back line, that, that takes care of itself. But I think it's, it's experience. You know, you, you look at... Um, uh, Jordan uh, Telfour, who's who's there as well, yeah. and now they're hard hard men, you know. And so I think if there's anything that's going to actually, uh, I suppose, be an advantage to them, it's perhaps that and the fact they're playing for some guys that have been around for a very long time. And that mm. can get you, you know. They, well, you look at the Australian, the the, the Bledisloe game. There's, you know, there's a lot of Absolutely. things that they're they they playing for and. Perhaps this is what they, you know, the Tasman team will, will do too. I like Quinton Strange. I think he had a great year for the Crusaders' debut. Uh, Ethan Blackhead, I can't be far away from that sort of level of footy. Jordan Talfour, who you mentioned. I think they've got a good pack. And missing Tim Perry, of course, who's mm. been called away with the All Blacks. Uh, so that's a big loss for them, how they cover that loose head. We, we know Canterbury got a pretty good scrum. They always do. Yeah. So I, I guess that adds a new dimension. I mean, guys played well enough for you in the NPC to get All Black selection, it means he's been performing for you. Oh, absolutely. So that's a big gap to fill. It is. And, and, and isn't, it, isn't it nice to have a to get rewarded for playing well over there? I mean, and Agreed. that's what that's what you kind of want. And the All Black selectors have, have done that. They're not only with um, Perry, but also with uh, McDuffie, who's had a fantastic year all around with the Super Rugby and um, the NPC. And so, but as you say, that is a massive hole. I mean, I think Perry is a, is a massive hole to be able mm-hmm. to fill, con- considering what we all know about the Canterbury forward pack and, and particularly the, the set piece. He's ruthless too, Tim Perry. Loves an elbow on the head. Richie <laughs> Moonga taking on Mitch Hunt, likely to be the first five matchup. Um, you know, they partnered up so well for the Crusaders. Mm. Uh, now they go head to head. That's juicy. That I is. love that. That is. It's, uh, and it's awesome. I mean, you know, Richie was, was injured in um, the early parts of Super Rugby. 
uh, Hunt came in and played a massive role and then you didn't see too much of him once Richie came back and so that in itself is is just you know one thing that you want to actually go and watch watch these the the, the two tens go at it because in some ways it, it, it probably will establish who's going to be the ten you know ten <gasps> no. next year. You know, I think you know while come on. hey come on well it has to be I mean, it's good competition isn't it it's great, it's great <laughs> hey Mitch Hunter we thinking that old clutch hunt say that four times fast clutch <laughs> hunt. I, I like what Hunt's done. I, I like his calmness. You know, Mitch Hunt never looks flustered. Neither does Richie Moonga from no. that point of view. And the two halfbacks are going to be a great battle. Two gingers going at each other. Finley Christie and Mitch Drummond. Um, it's great to see two ginger nines. <laughs> it's going to be sparks flying. <laughs> so, how good? That's good. I like that. Where do you think Canterbury have uh, have the crucial edge for you? Is it in the back line with some experience here, the likes of Tim Bateman running the centres and, and some wingers who perform well? Or is it going to be around that 9-10 combo where, where Moanga and Drummond probably can claim to have the better relationship? Well, I think Bateman's key. I think he's he's the key for them. Um, you know, he kept in the side when, uh, who was it, um, Whitelock was, was away. Yeah. And so I think his organisation, and we, we, we often talk about guys um, in the All Blacks, uh, Crotty and, and, and co, mm. he's going to be key for them, I think, uh, Bateman, in, in terms of how he organises his forwards and the connection they have with the forwards and, 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 and the backs. And particularly, you know, you, you talk about Hunt um, and, and, and Drummond, um, well, Drummond's on the other side, and, and Christie. I mean, mm. you're thinking, you know, they, they, they're probably the most inexperienced um, out of the two sort of nine and nine and tens and so Bateman being on uh, the Canterbury side I think he'll know that and he'll make sure his tens and nines are right on the right on the job Can I finish the pod today with a bit of a stat for you? Okay. Here's a stat for you Canterbury this year have scored 43.6 points per game that's the top Tasman have scored 27.5 points per game. Can you tell me what the score was in last year's final? Oh I may have just given you the answer. What, 40-something, 20? 43-27. The exact score in last year's final between Canterbury and Tasman basically matches up with their points scored per game this year. Technically speaking, Canterbury have got a 16-point buffer on Tasman. Did last year in the final and have done every game this year. That is a great stat. That's a great stat to finish. Jeepers. Don't forget, you can catch up all the modest. Thanks very much for that, Melzi. I worked on that. (laughs) Just now on my laptop, I just saw that. It's amazing. How do you get get those stats, mate? Well, you get a laptop first. Yeah, my, yeah, mine's not, not too great at the moment. You've got these stats. I sent them to you yesterday. Oh, did you? Yeah, sorry about I that. i got man. no data, sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, the Modern 10 Cup, uh, every game live on Rugby Pass this weekend. And um, for New Zealand fans, of course, we've got the Heartland Championship and the Farrah Palmer Cup. So uh, plenty of footy to come on Rugby Pass. And, of course, the Northern Hemisphere is full swing as well. RugbyPass.com for all your news, views, opinion, clips, and all the live action. Thanks, Mills. Thank you. Thank you.